You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 401 Game Zone. Hello and welcome to another cooperative multiplayer, the official Full One Game Zone podcast. And we are here doing our first E3 reaction podcast, of course, talking about that Bethesda E3 conference, the first one that they ever had. And they started off with a bang and then dropped the mic as well at the end. Uh, it, uh, I am the host of this uh, 401 presentation, Sean Garmer, and with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Hey. And joining us today for the first time ever, one of them is also a co-host of mine on my sports podcast, Football to Football, Mr. Randy Isbell. Uh, there was our first pre- press conference, but man, they, they knew how to do it. Yeah. Oops, sorry. And his partner in crime over there on the Backlog Busting pod- Project, which you can listen to on FullMania.com as well, Wes Harrington. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so, All right. Well, uh, it's interesting to have you two on. I've I've never had Wes on anything that I have voiced. Yeah. produced myself, so this is kind of cool. Um, yeah. Whoa! Hi, hello there. Hold on. <laughs> oh, I thought that was Wes. <laughs> I, I'm kind of curious what you think. Would have happened to me to make me go up about three octaves? Uh, the Fallout release date announcement, I think. <laughs> no, that that would be decibels. Would be <laughs> what raised there because my my immediate reaction was son of a bitch. Now I'm gonna have to go play two three in New Vegas for the project. That's what happens when you have a four year old. She knocks on the door and doesn't understand that you're recording a podcast. <laughs> so that's. <sounds, laughs> Well, to me, that sounded like a dog yelping, and I was like, I, I, I love how I made sure I had all the dogs out because I didn't want that happening with mine. <laughs> oh, see, I have, I just, I thought my my kid was asleep, and apparently she decided to wake up randomly. Nice. So, uh, the dog who usually sleeps in in my room, he barks at everything on God's green earth. So, yep, that's dogs you for know. you. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, Fallout 4. Oh. Yeah, right? So let's start the way that they started this thing. I, I know it's not Wes's favorite uh, mm. video game to talk about, but we should probably do this in order. Yeah. Bethesda started off showing us Doom, uh, the, the first pretty much like gameplay footage of Doom that the world has really been able to see. Uh, Wes, you weren't that high on it. Well, Let's start with th- you first. I wouldn't say I'm not. I, I wouldn't say I'm not that high on Doom as a concept. I just, I just really felt like they're they're doing all this, saying all this stuff about going back to Doom's roots, and I felt like it was like kind of just really slow and plodding pace at, at times. Uh, like during the first gameplay segment, uh, they happened to get uh, uh, a little bit better at it with like the second gameplay segment they showed. So I'm I'm starting to kind of come back around on it, but at the same time, it was at, at, my initial reaction was just kind of like, this is this is this is it. 
this is this is what they're going with. Mm, you know, uh, like the the super shotgun, for example, it really feels like they didn't have very much recoil or feedback to them at all. Which I mean, yeah. I, I can kind of get that may interfere a bit with the speed sort of aspect, but there's still at least got to be some sort of feedback there. Like, I, I know this is jumping ahead a bit, but I felt like Fallout 4 had better feedback on its guns than Doom did, which kind of seem, almost seems a little bit backward to me. I mean, I, if, if if the full game comes out and it's got a little bit more of that you know sort of stuff going on, I'll, I'll eat my words proudly. <laughs> but uh, just the, the initial trailer just didn't wow me. <clears throat> So, what do you think? Wow, wowed me. I mean, I, I listen. If you're going into Doom worried about like super technical things like that, you're looking at the wrong kind of game. I mean, obviously, this is just a lot of blow everything up, a lot of gore, a lot of craziness. Um, I like that it didn't remind me anything of Doom Three, and that's a good thing because Doom Three they try to go the more realistic route, and I think that was kind of a misstep for them. Yes, it's not. As as quick and fast paced as like the original Dooms, but I don't think you can do that and have as much detail on the screen like they did there. So I mean, I, from the little bit that we've been able to see so far, it looks like it's a really good balance of that kind of stuff. Um, uh, the one thing I kind of noticed in that that first video they showed, it was basically like most of the AI just kind of stood around and waited for you to come go crazy. But I'm sure that was just so they could show off all the stuff. So I mean, I wasn't that worried about it, but. The, the one thing I took from it is just there's a lot of action to it. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of craziness. The melee attacks are amazing. The chainsaw is going to be overused by me, I think, because that was fun. But, yeah, I'm very excited for this game. Mark? I thought the chainsaw looked a bit overpowered, actually, because it was just, like, cutting guys in half. And, like, that pulse rifle, whatever they called it, looked, like, completely ineffective as a weapon. Yeah. I just... I just can't wait until, like, the last shot, if you played an ultra hard or whatever, where he takes off his helmet and he, he reveals he's the rock. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And the, and the last boss be John Romero's head. <laughs> yes! <great>. Brilliant! And then, you know, you beat it on ultra hard with the, you know, the, the you know, shooting the hole in the wall, uh, or I got that reference wrong, but you get what I'm trying to say. And then they show a trailer for Daikatana 2. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not like the biggest Doom fan or anything, so I was kind of skeptical going in. You know, that, that whole deal about, well, is this going to be what people think it was going to be? You know, is it, it going to impress? Is that big thing that we already saw in the teaser trailer going to be all that that game is really going to be based around and I kind of felt like okay now I want to play this you know I want to try this out you know I'm, I'm kind of now turned into this in this Doom fan same thing that happens with Fallout later you know I wasn't uh, the biggest Fallout person either and I feel like after watching that it kind of made me want to go play the game so I think that job was done I think now it's all about making sure that everything is is done well, and we don't get a bunch of delays in uh, in in Doom because that's the last thing they need right now. They they made a big hoopla about it when they first announced it. It's supposed to be a beta for it with uh, 
Wolfenstein New Order, there never was one, and then, you know, it became what it became, so, um, any, you know, how do you feel about, are you, are you looking forward to the game now, are you, are you, are you going to be following news about the game now, or is it just going to be one of those things, well, if it's out, I'll play it, or, honestly, for, for me, um, if it comes out and at some point goes, like, either really, really deeply discounted on Steam, and I have a computer that can run it at that point, or, or if it goes, like, PS Plus, I, I, I might give it a shot. But having not having not really played the games in a while and not been thrilled at this first one, the, the, the first look, I'm, I'm kind of skeptical. I'm the complete opposite. This would probably be a... a day one buy for me. Uh, I'm super excited about it. Mark? I, I didn't like the look of the game as much as other people did. It looked kind of like Alien Isolation to me, which is fine for that game, but I don't think Doom could look like that. And I thought the, all like most of the monster design looked pretty bad. So I, I, I'd probably hold off until it hits like 15 bucks on Steam. Well, I mean, yeah. that is, you know, it's still demo footage. It's not, you know, the full final game or anything. But Right. right. I'm just, I, I think what we're kind of going at is, is, you know, there's going to have to be a lot of improvement shown between now and spring 2016, which is where they're aiming for it right now, for, for either me or Mark to, to, to really sink our teeth into it. Not anything other than discount. <clears throat> yeah. So then we they went went in and showed us uh, Dishonor two, and then at the end they threw in the caveat of you are getting a Dishonored Definitive Edition, Dishonored Remaster, whatever you want to call it. So pretty much they showed everybody else how to do this. Don't sit there and just announce your remaster. Don't sit there and just you know, alienate the other people in, in your genre, announce both at the same time. So that way, there's not this feeling of, oh, God, here's another remaster. You know, as much as I can understand the Drake collection, I'm not going to hate on it, because if I didn't have a PS3, I would be buying it right this second. You know, I'd be pre-ordering it, but I have one, so I've got the games for PS3 first. But, you know, I, I, I think that this is what should be done in the future. Even if you're making a collection... Unless we already know the next game's coming out, like what will happen with Halo or whatever, announce them at the same time. So there's not this feeling of, oh, another remaster's already out. Okay, there's another game that's coming in the franchise. I can get excited about that. You know, now let me go back and play the older games. But uh, of what you saw of the Dishonored 2, Mark noted there's going to be two characters now. Yep. Yay or nay on this? Uh, wait, this, this is turning into a backlog-busting segment uh, now. No, Play or nay? I, I, was, <laughs> I was joking with you on that, but go ahead. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I just I just heard you say yay or nay, and I was just sitting there like, wait a second. <laughs> but uh, uh, both me and Randy, I think, kind of got our interest perked up this game by the, tr by the reveal trailer for uh, Dishonored 2. Uh, I'm, I didn't go back and confirm. I know this came up while we were talk while it was live. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a PS Plus game. Uh, apparently it was also an X, uh, game, Games with Gold game on Xbox. So I'm pretty sure we both have access to it, uh, the original. Um, and 
we both kind of looked at each other and went, we're probably going to end up playing the original at some point when we have a bit more solid information on when, when 2 comes out. So, and, and then, you know, from there, play 2. Uh, or at least that's where I'm standing on it, because uh, I, I've heard nothing but good things about the original Dishonored. I just never got around to it. And what I saw, the the reveal, ugh, the reveal trailer for 2 looked pretty damn amazing. So even though it's obviously a cutscene, you know, it's not gameplay footage. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board here. I just looked it up. Uh, Dishonored was a PlayStation Plus in April is when that Oh. That hit, but uh, yeah, Wes kind of hit it with me. I, I I heard things about the first Dishonored, but just never got around to playing it. So I'm very curious about how I liked the first one before the second one. But the trailer for the for Dishonored two definitely piqued my interest for sure. I loved uh, that reveal when the cut your the main character kind of comes into that room and the whole room changed on the fly. That I mean, just how everything was moving was really awesome to me. But uh, kind of to go back to something else Sean said about like the definitive edition and stuff, uh, Sean knows I am becoming a, a hater on these kind of things because there have been so many of them. Um, this I, I totally agree with what Sean said, though. I This is one of those ideas that I can get around. Like, you know, if you didn't play the first, first one on the PS3, Listen, the definitive edition of the first one will come out, and then you, so you can play that before. Kind of the same thing with Uncharted. You know, Uncharted Four got pushed pushed back a little bit, so here you know you can play the Uncharted series on the PS4 before being able to play stuff like that. So I'm okay with that kind of stuff as long as it's just not a you know Capcom cash cow that they keep throwing out all the time. But so yeah, I, I'm I'm very interested in these kind of games for sure. Mark. I uh, I did play Dishonored when it first came out, or like right when it did. Uh, I didn't like it at all. The movement is very clunky, and so is the combat in that game, at least. Like the environment looked cool, and it had some great voice acting and characters, but like just the gameplay was just not fun to me. You could get powered up later on, and that made it like a little more bearable. But like the magic system was dismal. It was about as bad as like Deus Ex's energy system. And like I'm, I think having two characters might help with that just like because they look pretty different like that girl like had like the uh darkness arms or whatever coming out of her like coming out of her so that might be cool yeah i you know i kind of have a start stop relationship with dishonored i've started it a few times and then i I, my interest kind of wanes and goes to something else um this looks cool only also because i'm not that big of a Apparently the game changes depending on, well, I I think the ending changes depending on whether you decide to kill everyone or, or by sneaking or just go guns blazing and freaking kill things uh, without sneaking. So, and I'm not a big uh, on, on the whole trying to sneak around things, um, so I I wind up screwing myself over on that. But it looks interesting. It's one of those things that it, yeah, I think it's going to get me to maybe push through on playing Dishonored 1 just to see. I wonder how much of Dishonored 1 is going to take heed into Dishonored 2. You know, the fact that I think that they're going through with the whole remaster thing probably has to do a lot with they might have a lot of conjunction with each other. So, uh, I'll, I'm going to be a slight hesitation on that. I'm kind of more with Mark in that. 
you know, Dishonored one wasn't. The, it, there was people that were giving it game of the years and everything, but I think uh, let's see what Dishonored two does. Um, we already knew about Elder Scrolls Online. I don't think we need to really discuss a lot of that. The, the bigger thing that came out of that was they're making an Elder Scrolls card game that's coming to PC and tablet to start off. Uh, no word on phones. Or, well, iPad. No word on the other tablets, that being said. Yeah. But, um, uh, I mean, I know we all joked about Hearthstone when we saw this, but... Uh, yeah, and they didn't really even show anything that that makes me not want to make, sit here and compare it to Hearthstone. Because even the reveal stuff was just, you know, it, 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 it felt like almost a shot-by-shot -shot recreation of the Hearthstone reveal trailer. Like they had, well, they had not like just the, that, the, it feels like something Blizzard would do, right? Just show you a bunch of the monsters, and one of them looked like, uh, um... Is it Thrall, the one that's the warrior guy? I can't remember his name right now. But, like, he, he looked almost exactly like him. I mean, just... Yeah, and you wonder if they... I, I mean, it might just be a concept that they haven't even really thought of a lot, but you'd think that they would show you... Gameplay? If anything, yeah, gameplay, <laughs> if all if it's going to be any different. Yeah. It's just, you know... And, honestly, they, this is... To kind of bundle up a few of the things that happened around this point in the conference altogether, I I made the joke while we were watching that it was like it it almost felt like this was a Blizzard conference with the serial numbers filed off and Bethesda properties put in, because they got you know they've got Hearth uh, the the Hearthstone uh, knock with uh, uh, the Elder Scrolls Legends I believe it was, and then you know obviously they have Elder Scrolls Online which was them going. We want to get down on that World of Warcraft money, and then failing miserably because they have no idea how to design an MMO. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, and then uh, uh, you know, and then uh, Battleborn, or wherever the hell it was called, <laughs> that, 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 that you know, yeah, yeah, that was Battle that <laughs> Battle Cry or whatever, <laughs> just like. Um, Okay, uh, Team Fortress 2 with really janky ass animations. Uh, you know, and I, you know, I almost said, said Overwatch, but I, I, I'm pretty sure Battlecry was announced before Overwatch was, but just barely. But, you know, so for once, maybe, maybe Blizzard's, you know. No, I think Battlecry was announced way before Overwatch was even thought of because yeah. Battlecry was announced last year at E3. Okay, and over Overwatch wasn't announced until last year's BlizzCon, so yeah. which was November or somewhere in there. But uh, excuse me, but uh, uh, you know, just <laughs> that 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 middle portion of the conference was ugh, because <laughs> it was like uninteresting shooter, Hearthstone ripoff, de uh, de like life MMO on life support. I was just like, oh no. <laughs> and, well, for me, personally, coming off of Doom, it was just kind of like, uh, okay, so you've got Dishonored 2, and hopefully Fallout 4, you know, delivers, which we'll get that in yeah. a second. But it, yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where, you know, Bethesda doesn't have a ton of properties when the same group that works on Fallout also works on the net, whatever the next Skyrim will be, 
So, yeah, Elder you know, Scrolls, you know, the Elder Scrolls, yeah, Scrolls mainline games. Right, exactly. So, like, you know, th- their other heavy hitter is not in play while Fallout is in play. So it's yeah. like one of those where they can't go hit after hit after hit. And I was surprised, like, there's no new IP or anything other than the card game. Yeah, I, I've, I thought that obviously they have two huge games that they wanted to show off here, but I would, I kind of thought that maybe there was something new that they were going to want to surprise people with or something. Uh, anything you got, Randy? Anything you want to touch on about the middle of the conference there? No, I think Wes kind of hit it. It just, it definitely seemed like they were just throwing out like, here's a couple other ideas we're working on, a couple like mini games and. I mean, this definitely was. I want to lean more towards a two-game press conference. I mean, Dishonored's kind of a big game, so it's there. But everything else was just kind of, kind of quickly thrown out there because at that point, you'd seen Doom, you'd seen Dishonored, so it's like, all right, let's get the Fallout. So I think even if these were new IPs and stuff, that we would have went, yeah, I don't care. Come on, Fallout. Let's let's just get the Fallout. But I uh, I just wanted to ask because we kind of skipped over it on Doom. What did you guys think of that snap map stuff that they were showing? Oh, shit, for yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was kind of uh, trying to watch the WWE pay-per-view at the same time. as I think that was one of those times where I kind of moved my head over to my other screen and forgot. What I, I didn't really get to see what this... So what is this snap map thing? Uh, it's basically... It, it, it's basically they uh, have, like... Uh, I heard somebody say it looked like the the, the uh, map editor from Time Splitters. If anybody's familiar with that, but uh, it's like a, a, a fully featured map editor, game mode editor. Um, uh, I, I also saw some comparisons in uh, some of the other places I was uh, following the conference with to uh, the Forge in Halo in the Halo series. But oh, okay. it's basically yeah. uh, 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 you know create different game modes within Doom's multiplayer, and then it's all, this is all also going to be kind of powered by uh, Bethesda.net, which is their uh, which is Bethesda once <laughs> again <laughs> being Blizzard with the serial numbers filed off because we 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 go uh, glided over that a bit too. But yeah, it's their online service that's basically going to be powering you know some of their connected stuff and you know th- this wave of games so to speak. So, you know, stuff like uh, Snap Map and Doom. Uh, that being said, though, it did look kind of interesting. I'm kind of interested to see what people do with it. Uh, 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 especially, you know, if it's anywhere near as good as uh, Super Mario Maker was during the Nintendo World Championships, which I almost wish we had been doing a Nintendo World Championships one because those finals were goddamn amazing. I know, we're, I know I'm getting off subject here. but oh, uh, no, we'll talk about that afterwards when... Uh... We finish here, or with uh, but the, I was gonna have a little moment for us to talk about what Nintendo revealed today and all that after yep. we we finish with this here. But go ahead. No, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll I'll wait on Nintendo. I, I'm fine with that. Uh, but yeah, Snap Map looked pretty interesting to me. So yeah, if it, if it if it reaches that sort of level, then it'll be interesting to see what happens there. All right, um, Mark, anything you wanna? Well, two things. My worry about Snap Map is they would it'd be probably paid creation content, like what they tried to do with Skyrim, because that's probably what they're banking on is if you integrate like Doom mods or maps and uh, Fallout Four stuff and whatever you want, so you have to pay for it, which might be good or might be bad. My other thought was about that card game, like a blue or Elder 
I assume that's supposed to be about Elder Scrolls only. That game, does, that series has no characters. Like, no recognizable characters, let's say that. Like, you can, like, Hearthstone works because you have, like, Jaina or Arthas in it or whoever. Like, who are they going to have as a bad guy? Patrick Stewart? <laughs> if, if they did that, I'm sorry. I'd actually probably plunk down a few bucks on it just for the brass balls. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> God damn it. It would actually be cool if they, like, they didn't show any gameplay on that card game, which is baffling to me. They just showed like a character art like trailer. Or, like, who cares about that? But it'd be better if it integrated like Fallout, Elder Scrolls, like all their different series in one card game. Like that, like that would be cool then. Yeah, exactly. Do things that, um, you know, uh, Hearthstone's not doing, where they took one franchise and made it into that. You know, like, well, I mean, they they also had Heroes of the Storm, so they probably didn't want to do that twice. But I, I mean. You know, they could have done that. They also could have announced it for consoles, which would have put it in a different situation than uh, Hearthstone and all these other ones, too. You know, we've seen Magic be on consoles, and it works just fine. So, you know, I, I, I'm assuming it's kind of like Blizzard. They want to see if it even gets an audience, but I think that you put yourself in a different sphere than the ones that are already out there by doing that. Um, so let's let's move on to the game that pretty much stole the conference, was the thing everybody was excited the most about. Battlecry? Yeah, that's certainly <laughs> Fallout 4, um, not only did they show us Fallout 4, they showed us the how they're going to create character, the, you know, the character creation. Uh, they, they showed us that you're going to have, uh, I forgot the name of the thing, the the little mini computer thing. Pip-Boy. Pip-Boy. Okay. The Pit Boy is gonna have. If you buy the limited edition, you can have your own Pit Boy that you can put your phone in and use the phone, use the app, and it looks pretty, almost exactly like the Pit Boy that you have in the game, which is really cool. It also serves as a second screen experience for the game. They introduced a iPhone game that's for now only on iPhone. Later, it's gonna be on Android. And it is already downloaded on my phone. Yeah, wow. it's already downloaded I'm ready to on go. <laughs> it's already on no, Randy's I will let you guys know it, if you guys haven't downloaded it and you plan on it. The sucker's huge. It's almost. Oh, oh what was it? It's um, because the funny thing is, it hadn't uploaded yet when I was looking, and then I remembered Sean, you were telling me about that uh, Final Fantasy game that yeah. I'm blanking blanking on. So I downloaded that one real quick. Record keeper. Yeah. yeah record keeper. So now I got to look at the numbers again. So the Final Fantasy record keeper. Was like what a hundred? No, not even that. Uh, sixty-nine megs, and Fallout Shelter is six hundred and eighty-one megs on your phone. <laughs> well, Jeez. to be fair, Fallout Fallout Shelter has three D graphics, whereas uh, I, I'm pretty sure Record Keeper is two uh, D sprite. So there's there's a lot more stuff <laughs> packed into Fallout Shelter. I just just last I downloaded it, my phone went. Uh, you need to delete stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that would do it. I like to um, think that Fallout is just ten times better than Final Fantasy. Well, that's that's true in <laughs> most cases. But uh, uh, <clears throat> um, so 
uh, speaking of Fallout Shelter, uh, <laughs> as soon as it was as it was announced to be you know coming out today, uh, Bethesda's you know their their official hashtag for like ask questions basically just became when is Fallout Shelter coming to Android, um, and according to uh, Pete Hines' personal Twitter, um, uh, I lost the tweet. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> um, we will have info later about the Android version. Uh, uh, talking to some, uh, responding to somebody asking. So, and then he also said there will be more information about the the Pit Boy Special Edition of Fallout Four uh, coming tomorrow. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> and so I, I get to really, know how much my wallet gets hurt tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I I really hope Fallout would, Four comes to Android gonna be rather in the than later. Dollar range. I'm telling you right now. There's no way they sell that thing for less than $100 with that. Yeah. If they make it $100, I'm excited. I'm, I yeah. think it's going to be more. But What, you think it's 150 Yeah. I mean, just for... I mean, yeah, they kind of were showing it a little bit on that, that the, the post-conference with, with Adam and, and Morgan, and it looked a little bit more plasticky than I was thinking it was going to, but it still is very detailed and looks really awesome, so... That itself is probably going to be in the seventy, eighty dollar range. So, I mean, for that whole. Well, thing. I mean, if they made it any kind of real material, it would be on ridiculous levels of. Yeah. So, so I, honestly, if they put it at one hundred and fifty, I would not be surprised. I'm sure you're going to get more than just the pit boy in this this whole thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, for people that didn't watch it or something, and they're they're listening to this. Um, you know, the, the Fallout Shelter thing was a total surprise. It's like, they already showed you that you're pretty much going to have not only access to certain things on the Pit-Boy or whatever, but you're going to have little mini-games that you can play on the Pit-Boy that, you know, one of them looks like Space Invaders. and um, One of them it, is a lawsuit from Nintendo waiting to happen. Yeah, uh. pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, pretty much look like Donkey Kong, you know. Um. <laughs> yeah, one look like, I like the Missile Command one. I was... Especially yeah. on a game that's about nukes and stuff to see <laughs> to try to stop <laughs> missiles. It's a, it's like pretty much felt like The Sims or something like that that you're playing with that you control and it's somehow I was so totally intrigued because I really don't care about games like The Sims and stuff like that. But like that you can do anything from name the babies to send them out on jobs and they really have to go do the jobs and, and all that kind of stuff. It just it's really cool. I mean, it, they made me feel like they don't want you to put that game down, whether it's through the, the mini game or through the actual game, which looks uh, amazing. Um, they show that the dog will be able to do things. I love the fact that the dog will actually like snarl and get mad at whatever enemy is coming at you. Like, that's cool because I'm sure the dog in Call of Duty Ghost didn't do that shit. So, you know, uh, but but what do you, what do you guys? What's your take on what you saw there in the in the conference from? I, I know we all loved it, but but any specific thoughts that was? I'm uh, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> on the Fallout news, sorry, I was yes, uh, I fall, yeah. was reading something, uh, uh, some other reactions, but um, Fallout. <laughs> uh, basically looks like uh, like you said a game that we're not going to be able to put down very very uh, easily which means uh, me and randy are in trouble when it comes to the podcast come november uh <laughs> we're, uh, but, we're uh, in trouble now with fallout shelter i'm i'm 
I, I don't think I'm going to be able to stop playing it tonight. How, how surprised are we that, like, it's it's not even December or anything. It's not January. It's November of this year. It's coming out. It's going against all those heavy hitters. Well, this is now the heavy hitter. And I think, yeah. I mean, I, I joked with Wes because Wes was so against it coming out in November because of of a, a few things that he had read and stuff and him and I had kind of had a back and forth about it and I, I was one of those that I would love it to come out in November but I was expecting it to be next year but when they came out and the first thing he said was we've been working on this in secret for four years hardcore and a lot before that but they're working on Skyrim too I was going okay they've worked on this a ton this I would yeah. not be surprised if it was coming out this year because they had worked on it so much so I mean, that's a that's huge news, and and like Wes said, there are so many little things in this game that, like, I, I have talked before, like, open-world games always get to me, because I look at them, and they're, oh my god, they're so amazing, and then I get in them and go, oh my god, there's too many things to do, somebody lead me somewhere, I, I don't know what I want to do in this, and Fallout just basically went, sorry, Randy, you're screwed, because here's 19 other things that you can do in this game. They have nothing to do with the game itself. It's like, you can build your home and make it like The Sims, where you go and collect all these little things that you used to collect in Fallout now actually matter. You, you can build your homestead on top of upgrade weapons and make them completely customizable. And, and it can be rated, so you got to sit there and... Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's there's so much. It's Basically, it, it's starting to look like you know, Fallout 4 is going to have a story, but go ahead and get through that as fast as you can, and then play the real game, which is going to be all this other stuff. I mean, I mean, Fallout 4 is going to sink so many hours into gameplay from so many people. It just, it was brilliantly done, I think. Mark? Uh, I think the trailer looks good, especially, I, I actually really like the pre-war stuff that they showed, like how that is going to come to pass, and how you get probably frozen till the war happens or after. Uh, I thought it all looked pretty good. I, I didn't like the home crafting stuff at all. I thought that looked pretty clunky. But I thought the weapon stuff looked pretty good and so did the power armor stuff. Do you like that... What was it they said? That the armor's going to have its own... There was a special armor or something they were going to let you have now that I guess wasn't the, there before? Oh, uh... Uh, uh, layered armor. Um, yeah, I was trying to find it in my notes. <laughs> Thank you, Wes. Um, I don't. Well, I'm. I, I just remember the phrasing from it because, again, this is kind of why we're doing the project. I haven't played very much of any Fallout except for one, which I did a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes on the backlog busting project. Uh, cheap plug. Uh, <clears throat> and, and he also has uh, a retro review on Full and One right now. You can go read. Uh, yep. Uh, More cheap plugs. More cheap plugs than DX in here. Uh, <laughs> Buy the T-shirt. <laughs> Suck it. All right. <laughs> Back. Uh, yeah. All right. But uh, 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 apparent, like probably like being able to choose what armor shows. I I guess. Um, <laughs> If anybody listening to this has any comments, uh, you can tweet at BacklogBusting or LWOS uh, Sean Garmer uh, <laughs> uh, with an answer. <laughs> uh, and I'll keep an eye on things here. But uh, apparently that's big news because I remember hearing a couple of oohs and ahs when Todd Howard said, hey, layered armor. And I'm just like, um, okay. <laughs> well, I, I assume for that, like, you can, you can keep wearing your vault out, your vault, like, 111 
like suit all the time. You can just keep uh -huh. adding shit onto it to make it stronger and not, you know, completely worthless. Because <laughs> in but all the you don't have to, but you don't have to wear the suit at all, right? If you don't want to. No, but that's no. like yeah. people like that suit. That, that that's a pretty iconic suit. So it's always been worthless in the games, though. So. Yeah, like I, I, I think what he's trying to say is that you can not, you can, you can choose to wear something for its aesthetics without having to worry about, um, okay, this gives me ten plus ten defense, or you know, uh, plus ten rad resistance would probably be something you, you would more likely see in a Fallout game, but uh, uh, you know, you, do, you don't have to worry about the stats just because you know to to play the game, you can go, oh hey, that looks nice, I'm gonna wear that, like that dress. Yes, that was brilliant. <laughs> Uh, that, that was the funniest part of the entire trailer was just all of a sudden dude in a dress sure yeah. <laughs> hey it, it's being progressive you know yep well I, I mean there, there's a, a lot to take in with Fallout you know yeah, it's one of those I think I think it definitely turns heads I think Randy and I have both now stated that I'm kind of the same way with uh, as Randy with open world games. You know, I tend to get lost very easily, so I'll go to a fac or something to kind of lead me on so I know I'm going the right way so I don't spend 20 hours doing this, all these 10 side quests that did nothing. And then I spent 20 hours doing something that wasn't part of the main quest, you know. Um, so... I, I am worried about that part, but that's kind of the way Fallout has always been. The the whole, you know, you go the wrong way in Fallout 3 and you'll die very quickly. I mean, so I would expect the same thing here. I, I really like the fact that, you know, the, um, the conversation system seemed very uh, dynamic than different than, I guess, in the... If they even had that in the previous games, you know, it, it felt more like, I think Wes was saying, more like Mass Effect or more like a Telltale where you're, not that it's yeah. set, but you're pressing a button to tell it what you want to do and then the, the whoever you're talking to reacts or whatever. You see that in the trailer with the, the dude that comes to your house and... Then he proceeds to shut the door in his face, which is great. Yeah, the, which was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> thank you for your time, Slam. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, that, um the Fallout games have always been had uh, dialogue trees, kind of like you know the, the the old Knights of the Old Republic games, where you know the menu would come up and you would have your choices, like you know, uh, uh, shoot him, whatever, uh, or you know, dismissive answer. Uh, I'm blanking on exa the exact dialogue right now, but you get the idea. But it looks like yeah, they've kind of streamlined it down now to uh, uh, a more Mass Effect or uh, the example I used was Alpha Protocol. Um, <clears throat> where you know the face buttons on your uh, console uh, each map to a different uh, reaction you can have and you know like uh, yeah <laughs> blanking again uh, this is why I need to have the screenshots pulled up but yeah that Fallout 4 uh, Hitboy edition is 120 bucks mm. well it's in between what Randy said yeah <laughs> I'm for that. Not bad. I don't know that I want to plop $120 down on one game, but I'll see when we get to it. It is around my birthday, so maybe. Uh, 
All right. Oh, hey, well, at least I... you're not at least you're not like me, me, and I'm going to have to find some way to get a PS4 or an Xbox One at some point before November 10th. Yeah, that yeah, that's. I'm glad I got mine when I did, because I so, thought about holding off, and then I'm glad I didn't know. So I really hope that Sony announces a price drop at their conference because I really oh I think they I'm will leaning towards I'm really you know I'm really been more of a PlayStation guy in general and then I'm still kind of ticked at Microsoft about how they how they handled the Xbox One originally I'll tell you so, right now they've already announced that there's going to be both companies will have one terabyte hard drive systems to show off yep so no doubt that the 500 gig will will go down in price yeah. yeah. Um, That'd be great. So I mean, I think uh, so. Overall, uh, you know, Randy said it's a, a two-show or two-game press conference. It being Bethesda's first one. How do you think they did? Um. Well, I I enjoyed it. Basically, I think you know, like like. Like you said, it was a two-game conference. Dishonored 2 and Fallout 4, I think, were the main takeaways here. And, uh, you know, which is uh, good batting average, I guess, because Dishonored 2 was just kind of a, oh, hey, it's happening. And, of course, obviously, Fallout 4 had a whole fuck ton of information. And then, you know, surprise, 2015 release date. Um, Did you like the fact that they it wasn't a world debut here that they'd already shown you the trailer beforehand, or did you want it all on the show? Um, now that they've put out that it's going to be 2015, I think it would have been... I, I think that if they had revealed... or waited to reveal Fallout 4 until today, that uh, it would have maybe gotten a, been a case of everybody's like, there's absolutely no way that's happening. Like, I think it would have tempered some of the expectations and backfired, basically. Like, they would have seen, okay, Fallout 4 is, uh, okay, Fallout 4 is a thing that's happening, and then they would show all this stuff that's already done, and then, oh, by the way, it's no- November, you know, and people would have just kind of gone, you're telling me you're just announcing this now, and it's going to be out in November. I don't believe you. You know, <laughs> especially, you know, after, like, stuff like Watch Dogs, uh, you know, some some of that, you know, some of the recent, hey, look at this amazing game we've got coming, you know, soon, and then the game comes out at that date, and oh shit, it's not good. <laughs> so now, you know, now that now that I know, I've seen what they did with it, I think they did the right thing. But going into this conference, I was sitting there like, they've announced Doom, they've announced Fallout Four. What in the world are they going to surprise us with? And Here's here's the thing. If they had managed to not screw up and broadcast on a live mic while they were testing this morning on the, the Dishonored 2 thing, I think that would have been a legitimately nice surprise. But they screwed well, I up. I didn't know and about <laughs> it, so I was surprised. Yeah. So, so I was just sitting there like, oh, if that had been a thing that had been, you know, hadn't been revealed by that leak, it would have been amazing. I'm not saying it's not still amazing, but it would have been nice to have at least one unannounced new thing that wasn't a goddamn Hearthstone ripoff <laughs> at, at the show. Uh, I mean, I mean, I suppose Fallout Shelter is close to that because it's a pretty substantial mobile game 
without a lot of the trappings that make me despise mobile games. And it's games. free, and exactly. it has no... Uh, no energy timers, no come back in five hours and this will be built, you know? Yeah, no uh, micro uh, transactions other than what they told you you can buy, which doesn't seem to be a whole lot. Yeah, it's it's uh, you can buy extra lunch boxes to have that you know that more of that rush of oh I opened it and got a thing you know? yeah all right so. uh, Randy what do you think yeah I, I never had a problem with them announcing Doom and and Fallout before their press conference because the way I looked at it this is their first press conference so they go okay here you because everyone's clamoring for Fallout anyway so they're going yes it was more of an attention. Grabber, yeah, it's right. like, hey, yes, Fallout. Now come watch, please. I mean, because they're doing it the day before all the other press conferences and stuff, and they're kind of off on their own. So they're like, no, we really want you to pay attention because they knew that their big mic drop moment was the date. It wasn't the game, so that's what they wanted to focus on. And as far as it, like, I didn't want to make it sound like it was a bad thing that it was a two-game press conference because how many times have we watched an EA press conference and they had no games? I mean, uh, that would I, be last year. <laughs> so the fact that they had two major games even though we knew about them before we were i came in very interested like i actually went into the bethesda one going i'm really excited because they're going to talk about doom and they're going to talk about fallout whether they said this year or next year or whatever so they they got the anticipation going and i i like that better than than being worried of if they're going to show anything or if they're not or because I still, or I mean, being teased that they're going to show something and then they don't even show it. Yeah, and I love yeah. the the little tease that they did have before the Fallout thing, going, "Okay, well that's it," yeah. <laughs> yeah. because everyone knew the Fallout was coming. So I mean, especially for their very first one and it being basically the first press conference of the E three time, I I thought they blew it out of the water. Mark, yeah, I thought it was handled pretty well. Like it wasn't a bunch of obnoxious people hosting it. Like, most of the hosts did okay. Not great, but, I mean, they were all understandable, at least. And they weren't, like, insulting to people. Uh, the games were pretty hit or miss. Like, Doom, or Doom looked kind of, yeah, to me, but Fallout looked good. Sound looked fine enough. Uh, the only two questions I had for the conference was, where was Prey 2? And where was Rogue Warrior 2? Not happening. That's where those two are. <laughs> yeah, Prey, Prey well, 2's kind of gotten... Uh, Prey 2 yeah. got cancelled but I still have hope for Rogue Warrior 2 <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I think I'm kind of more with uh, I don't know about shots fired you got what you wanted uh, they delivered what they told you they were going to deliver so good on Bethesda for doing that um, you know now it's up to everybody else to see what you're going to give us even though yes they delivered on games that we knew beforehand we still got a nice little surprise in Dishonored 2. Everything else was kind of, you know, whatever. Um, other than, you know, like I said, Fallout 4 and Doom. But, um, you know, Microsoft's got to come out. And now they have to deliver on Halo 5 and Gears of War 4. And, and uh, you know, give us what we know that they have. And, and blow us out of the water with that. So let's, let's see what they do in, in the morning or afternoon, depending on where you are. Um, so, you know, and, and, uh, you know, not, not to be outdone, Nintendo had their own little thing, 
uh, at yeah. the be- um, di- earlier um, today. Well, I guess not technically it's tomorrow where I'm at. Nintendo uh, announced a bunch of stuff for Smash. Um, they they pretty much pulled what we saw with Bethesda today. They announced all the stuff for Smash. Roy and Lucas are now in Smash. Ryu from uh, Street Fighter is in and Smash. Um, have all these we or Me Fighter costumes for Smash. Mega Man Battle Network, Mega Man X, Platoon Virtual Fighter characters. Even Hihachi from Tekken. I don't understand why people keep thinking that Hihachi is the best thing from Tekken. He's not, but you know, whatever. Um, He's an old man. What more do you want? <laughs> he works so well. He worked so well in Soul Calibur. I mean, come on. Yeah, I know. He was the worst part of Soul Calibur. Uh, um, I love the fact that, you know, being somebody that got into Smash from the 64 version, having the Dreamland stage from Kirby was just fantastic for me. Uh, they announced the tournaments that a lot of people have been speculating about. You can now post your replays to YouTube. And Wes, I'm sure, even though he was a little bit not that excited because it wasn't the right game, but Mother 1 is on the Wii Shop right now. Uh, yeah. So I'm sure you're wishing you do. You, are you wishing you had a Wii U right now? Right. Uh, not not specifically for mother for mother one. No, uh, there there are a few other reasons why I kind of want to you know look into that as well when hell freezes over and I have enough money. But, <laughs> uh, the, the the thing with mother one is is even for even for a lot of Earthbound fans I know, mother one is ridiculously grindy and e- e- even even more so than other rpgs of the time which is fucking saying something like mm-hmm. here, here's here's the thing about mother one uh the same guys who trans uh one of the leads on the mother three translation actually went back in his spare time and retranslated mother one he had to hack in a ring to the game to like do something ridiculously like some ridiculously high route rate rate of xp uh p game let me look it up real quick here uh uh, to to make it bearable to play through and test, <laughs> so Jeez. it was like, Ugh. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go ahead and see if I, I mean, can there, find there it here. There are other ways you can play Mother One, but if you want to play it legally, you yeah, can go get it on the the Wii U shop. I I thought it was interesting that Nintendo just said, okay, all the stuff is out now. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, it they didn't release it all in a bundle though. So you would have to buy all these things separately. Ryu with his own little stage, with his own music and everything, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, it was like $6. Which is uh, ridiculous. That's <laughs> not bad, considering you're getting a stage and a guy that has two specials and, and all this kind of well, stuff. Well, this is, I mean, because I own Smash and, and stuff, and it's like, like people, you're Sean. You're saying earlier you weren't sure if you're going to pay 120 dollars for you know the special edition of Fallout. But I mean, if you buy all this all this junk for Smash Brothers, it's going to be way over 120 bucks. I mean, from the stuff before and all the other stuff that's coming out. It's like, yeah. And actually, there is a bundle. I right before Bethesda got started, and I can't look at it now because my my son's playing Mario, so I can't look at, at my tablet. But it, I think it's like 22 dollars for everything that they brought out today which is that's a ton for dlc yeah and i mean i mean let, let's be honest nintendo's not they don't just ransack you with dlc i think it's smart on them to bring it all in this big lump sum that they do uh, i have smash for 3ds so you know i'm i'm kind of looking 
toward it, but I don't know. You know, I'm interested really in the tournaments. I think that's cool. Um, I'm glad that Nintendo finally got with the times and it's going to let you post replays to YouTube. You know, that's something that probably should have been in there from the beginning, but, you know, that's, that's whatever. Um, they also did announce that aside from Ubisoft, they have big third-party uh, relationships that they are going to announce, I'm assuming, at their digital event or at the Treehouse or whatever. So mm-hmm. that's cool. They also, I know you guys watch the, I, I should also note that even though this is like a no-brainer, Just Dance 2016 got leaked. Um, that's a no-duh. Uh, some stuff about uh, no. the Gears of War. What? <laughs> no, no, that's just a just plain no! Yeah. <laughs> is what that hey, is. Hey, that, that stuff sells, even for the Wii. So, you know... <laughs> I think they were smart to let you use your phone and all that as as the controller now, so you don't have to have a bunch of controllers for that. Um, What I found the most interesting, because now I might crack into the freaking Amiibo, is having the Rob Amiibo, having the 8-bit Mario Amiibo, like, that looks really cool. And for, like, old-school Nintendo fans, like, that's awesome. Having the Duck Hunt Amiibo is cool. Um... The 8-bit Mario and the Animal Crossing ones were not supposed to be revealed. Somebody in, in Nintendo Europe accidentally showed the picture, and now we know <laughs> those are coming. Uh, the Game & Watch having a where you can um, swap him out with different ones, that's kind of cool because it goes along with Game & Watch, what he is, and you know all that stuff. So every Smash character will eventually have an Amiibo, which we pretty much knew at this point. Once they become successful, you know they were going to do that. But I just hope they are done with the freaking uh, retailer-specific crap because that's just that's just asking for trouble already. You already have enough trouble with that. So, <laughs> um, you guys watched the World Championships. What did you think? Well, well, we we watched uh, basically the very final leg of it. I think is what me and Randy watched. Well, um, I was a little bit before, but yeah, basically just the end because I totally forgot it was on until Sean messaged me about it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, go ahead. But uh, basically, what they had as the final round was it came down to uh, two pr- fairly well-known speedrunners, uh, Cosmo and uh, Johnny Numbers. I think it was they called them. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, um, <clears throat> and it came down to them, and the final round was Super Mario Maker. And it was uh, four levels that were designed at the treehouse to be as hard as possible. And holy crap. <laughs> the amount of insane stuff they put into these levels just was amazing. Like, uh, the, 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 first, the first level with Super Mario... Uh, basically, t- it started looking like uh, Super Mario Brothers uh, 1-1, you know, that... The level you you know by sight instinctively if you've ever played a Mario game, you know you see like the, the the pyramid of question blocks and you know oh hey it's you know World One One, you know it starts out like that and then all of a sudden there's this gigantic wall of you know flame uh uh, uh flame chains I've I've forgotten the exact name of them but you you know the rotating fireball yeah the bridges. rotating flames yeah yeah. That there's all of a sudden there's just that that you have to jump over and then you go down into a warp pipe and you know even more insane shit is happening at one point in one of the levels there was like a a, a, a Bowser Jr. stacked on top of a chain chomp stacked on top did of a magic did the uh, levels all were they all conjoined like did it feel like it was just 
like you're playing a world of Mario, or were they separate? Like they had to go into separate menus, or they well the, the, they had one level for each of the eras that you can do in Super Mario Maker, which each of okay. the four rounds. Uh, but the the levels themselves, each of them was very well contained. Um, uh, you know, it felt pretty seamless. Um, but uh, honestly, I wasn't paying too much attention to that sort of technical stuff because the amount of stuff they the the amount of things they pulled off in the maker was just absurd. Like it, it's really hard for me to put it into words because it's nine you know nine forty three and I've been staring at a screen for two hours and it's hot yeah. up here. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> so um, but if you have the chance to go back and watch the finals of the Nintendo World Championships, you need to do so just to see the amount of insane stuff that can be pulled off in Super Mario Maker. And if they, you know, are are uh, true to their word and they're gonna, you know, make it easy to share levels, it is going to be amazing to see what people can come up with and make you try to play through. Because you know that. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know there was this uh the, in the in the next to last level which was uh the super mario world level there was this room that was full of cannons that shot springboards and you bounced around the room in this giant like hailstorm of of springboards bouncing around the room trying to figure out which way you're going and then all of a sudden you get spit out into this uh this very difficult jump you have to make and oh, by the way, I hope you grabbed a springboard from that mass behind you because you need a springboard. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was intense. It was amazing in a way I didn't expect, you know, uh, uh, a, you know, that sort of competition to be. And then the other main takeaway I read about, uh, I read about this, I didn't see it live, but apparently they announced a new uh, 3DS like team shooter game. And I'm blanking on the name of it right now. But uh, it pissed a lot of people off because apparently it looked and felt like a Metroid game, and like oh, even had the, like a Metroid-like music. Uh, Blast Ball. Ball or something. Yeah. Blast, Blast Ball. Ball. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, that's probably not the reaction they wanted, but it's the reaction they got. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it looks fun from what I've seen. It's just that I think people. You know, saw Metroid aesthetics and went nuts, and then oh, this isn't Metroid. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, unless they're pulling a double fake, and you know, come their digital event, they go, "Hey, remember Blast Ball from the Nintendo World Championships? It's actually Metroid Prime Hunters too." Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You know? um, Sean, just to answer a, a couple of your what you had brought up about the finals here, and if they like streamline and stuff, they they hit it really well. Because, like Wes said, there was four different rounds, so so one of the competitors would go first, and then they'd reset the level, and the other one would play it, and then they would, you know, announce the results and talk to them or get them set up, and then kind of distract you while they set up the other level. So okay, so it's certainly not something that you can kind of play it as if you were playing. That that was my biggest question when they announced this game was. Would you be able to make a bunch of levels and then play it as if you were playing a Mario game? And if, I, obviously, it looks like. I don't not. think they really answered those questions just because they wanted to split it up, just yeah. to make it different rounds. But it could have been to hide the fact that you can't make a full-on game like that. So I don't know if that question itself got answered. But this whole championship, I want to go back and watch the whole thing. 
because you had brought it up to me. They're about halfway through, and I love the fact that the the whole group would play a newer game. Like I think the first game was Splatoon, right? And then some of them would move on to the next round, and the others would go in. I forget what they called it, um, the dark level or something like that. So that that became the elimination round. And then the elimination round, they had to play an old game. Like I think the games that I saw on the list were they played Zelda, Super Metroid, and Balloon Fight. Mm-hmm. So and then only a couple would survive and and move on, and the rest would be eliminated from the competition. And so they were playing all these different games and stuff. But do yourself a favor and just watch <laughs> the finals yeah. of this thing, because Mario Maker it sold me on Mario Maker. Because if yeah, you've ever watched absolutely, if you've ever watched YouTube videos of like those impossible Mario games that people will will ha- hack into Mario and make their own games and stuff. That's what this is. It's basically, oh, they basically, oh, yeah, these guys are hacking into the, our Mario games and making their own games and making them crazy. So here's the tools to do it and make them legit and real and and share them with everybody. Yeah. So I'm, I think I'm more excited to watch the Let's Plays of the people <laughs> trying to play some of these levels. Oh, boy. So yeah, yeah the Nint- I I want I'm really hoping they continue with the Nintendo World Championships because it was I mean they need to do a better job of presentation in between it definitely looked like they were doing it on the fly and they weren't kind of sure what was going on especially the host like well, Sean this, you this was something they announced like you know yeah so if they could make it more of a a legit thing next year and they knew everything was going on like Kevin Pereira just looked lost sometimes he they got to the finals and they interviewed one of the finalists and never gave the finalist a microphone ah. so, so Kevin would ask a question and you could kind of hear muffles for the answer oh yeah that's great okay and then more muffles and stuff so they, they had a couple of technical issues but the whole thing was great and I liked the uh what Reggie right is the like the main yeah. US Reggie guy Fee, uh, yeah Reggie Fee me they show a, a clip of last year where they try to talk him into playing Smash Brothers. He's like, no, listen, I'm going to play it on the 3DS, and next year I'm going to kick your ass. And, <laughs> and they, they held him to it, so they brought that same guy he told that to, and, and Reggie, and they played Super Smash Brothers in between one of the rounds, and Reggie got his ass kicked. And But there was a lot of trash talking and a lot of uh, stuff, so... It, it, I hope they make this a yearly thing just because it was a lot of fun to watch. Oh, I'm sure they will now. Uh, I love the ode to uh, the wizard as well with uh, you put in the game at the end is the game that you haven't released yet, like the day with Mario 3 on the movie. So that was pretty cool. And it was all supposed to be a throwback to that, so... Nice yeah. way to, to end things there. So and, and having Miyamoto there giving out the, the trophy was pretty cool. And signing their 3DSs, which I want to know how much they're going to go for on eBay when they put them up. Oh there. yeah, no, that's uh, honestly, I don't think I, I I don't think Cosmo is going to sell his. He strikes me as somebody that wouldn't do that. Man, I don't. I would I, not I've never sell mine. I'd be cherishing it. I, exactly, me too. And uh, because you know, Cosmo, Cosmo, I I think you know is more of a gamer. Um, I. Which isn't to say Johnny Johnny Numbers isn't. I just don't know who he is. I do know Cosmo, who Cosmo is though, and he strikes me as somebody who's like he's like vacuum. <clears throat> excuse me, vacuum sealing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, 
I, I did want to uh, just go back to uh, Reggie getting his ass kicked, though. Apparently, um, I didn't see it live, but apparently he, like, dropped the burn of the century after he got his ass kicked on stage. Because apparently he told the guy afterwards, I spend 16 hours a day running a company. You spend 16 hours a day playing Super Smash Bros. <laughs> and I'm just like... <laughs> well, he, he, he had to do that because the kid he was playing was great because Reggie tries to uh, sell him on you know just throwing the match. He goes, listen, if I beat you, I will give you a job at Nintendo. And the guy, without missing a beat, goes, I'm an engineer. I don't need it. <laughs> Ouch. That's pretty good. <laughs> Boom. Oh, nice! So I think uh, that was uh, like the the, the Mark, battle you between the, those two. A little bit of this, right? Yeah, I watched. Uh, I started. I think it's the balloon fight, or maybe the Mario Kart part. Uh, it was fine for the most part. It wasn't like yeah, it was fine. I just hope that Mario Maker you can speed it up a little because part of it looked kind of slow. Yeah, I would assume you can you can mess around with the speed and all that. I, I would that would be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope so, too. Because that's what makes all those, like, Mario hacks great. Because when they speed the game up, like, dramatically for, like, a section, and it gets crazy. (laughs) So, alright, so that was Bethesda, and we got a little bit into the Nintendo stuff. Uh, Of course, Nintendo's going to have their own digital event on Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, you know, much earlier for um, everybody else. Or not uh, 9 p.m., 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Yeah. Yes, I'm being dumb right now. Uh, 9 a.m. Eastern. Square Enix moved theirs an hour after because they're not stupid. They know nobody's going to watch it if uh, they go against Nintendo. So, you know, we have Microsoft bright and early in the morning at... Uh, 12.30 Eastern. <laughs> 12.30 Eastern, and then uh, I think... a I think it's actually like usually EA goes right after them, and this time they're not. Now, actually, this time they're waiting like two or three hours. I think they go at four, then Ubisoft goes right after them at six, or probably really close to right after them. And then Sony is at nine in their normal spot. Uh, we will, I know we're going to have one after Microsoft, depending on how long. I think EA's is usually an hour. So if there's really an hour in between EA and Ubisoft, might go ahead and do an EA one by itself, then Ubisoft, then Sony at the end, and then we'll kind of do a wrap up of the day uh, while we're doing the Sony one. And then we'll, you know we'll do the same thing for Nintendo and Square Enix will probably be both at the same time because they're an hour within each other. And then we'll do the PC gaming one. Um, the USA is also going to play you know, Nigeria around the same time the PS PC gaming one's going on, so. I don't know how much I'm going to be paying attention, but hopefully the rest of you, or at least Mark, will be paying attention to that. Yeah. So, Unfortunately, I will be at work. So. Yeah. But, hey, thank you guys for, uh, you know, helping Mark and I out for this. Um, welcome. Uh, you know, if you guys are available for any of the other ones, you're very much welcome. Oh, I, I think I'll be around for basically tomorrow morning, the, the morning ones, and then I and then I have to go work both nights. But uh, we'll see what happens. All righty, Randy, if you feel like waking up at a decent yeah, hour, yeah, I'll definitely be there for the Tuesday ones. Mondays are is a little difficult, but definitely for the Tuesday podcast, I'll be there. All righty, uh, which one of you wants to give the plug for the? Go for podcast? it, Wes. 
Okay then, so, uh, as we've kind of alluded to a couple times during this uh, uh, hour and ten minutes, uh, myself and Randy uh, have a retro gaming podcast called The Backlog Busting Project, which is available at 411mania.com slash games, and also backlogbusting.com. And uh, what that what we do is every other Tuesday, we get together, together and discuss uh, two different uh, games. One of them is, uh, well, actually three different games. One is one we both play at the same time, go through and kind of give our uh, opinions on, and then we each play a game separately and then get back together and discuss our opinions on them. And it's basically a way for us to go back through and, you know, play uh, a lot of our gaming collections. And it's really been interesting to see uh, uh, some of the games that we probably wouldn't have given much of a chance to if we weren't playing them for this project. And uh, it's really interesting to kind of go back and take a look at some of these older titles that, uh, you know, may have gotten overlooked just because uh, I go play this instead because I have over 400 games. <laughs> so uh, if you like listening about uh, uh, listening to retro game reviews or listening to talk about games, uh, give it a shot and uh, hopefully you like it. All right. Uh... If this is the first time you're listening to the um, Cooperative Multiplayer, we are usually, uh, well, not usually, we've had to move around a lot depending on my schedule with work and the other podcasts that I do, but it seems like we're going to be firmly entrenched on the Tuesday night um, ordeal, even though this week, Tuesday night, is taken up by a, react, you know, a conference, so I don't know that we're going to have a regular episode. We might just do one on Wednesday night or something to kind of wrap up E3 or whatnot as far as the conferences go. Um, we might have other 401 guests and, uh, you know, for the rest of these conferences, I know Daniel's going to be back on for all the Monday shows. Um, so we'll have Daniel Anderson back for that. I don't know if, if Coop is going to show up for any of these. Normally he's not present at these because he doesn't watch them and it'd be kind of him just finding out information as we talk about it and then him kind of just giving his reaction to our reactions, which is kind of weird. But, uh, yeah, we, we normally are on here talking about, you know, the news of the week, and Mark and I will talk about the games that we played. You know, Mark usually gets to review more games than I do because he's actually the one that actually does more of the reviewing on the site than anybody else. Let's just be honest here. Um, That's a sad fact. <laughs> <laughs> not because he doesn't have time to do the things, but just because... He's most reliable, let's just be honest. Uh, so, whatever's offered to me, I'll just take it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, everybody else is kind of picky, and then sometimes, you know, things happen and the reviews don't get done or or whatever, you know. So, um, because of that, a lot of times Mark gets, gets leaned on for certain things. But, either way, uh, you should check us out on our normal shows. Uh, they're pretty fun, especially if we have Robert or somebody else on to kind of have three or four people to bounce off of you guys are you two are always welcome if you're ever around on a tuesday night or something um and uh, of course uh these two randy and uh, wes you know they also do retro reviews of their games that they talk about on the backlog busting project for one so you can go read those and give your thoughts on those old games that whether you played them or not or maybe Reading that review or listening to their podcast made you want to go back and play it. I know I, that's happened to me sometimes listening to them. So, you know, um, <clears throat> check out everybody and read all the stuff on 401 because you should. Anyway. Agreed. And, until, uh, 
Sorry. I screwed up your ending. My bad. No problem. <laughs> Until uh, next, uh, well, until tomorrow morning, we'll be back. Uh, hope you enjoyed our reactions at Bethesda. Hope you enjoyed the conference. And enjoy E3, because this is going to be really fun. Later, everybody. Later.